Hello and welcome to CSM Toolbox. This week's episode features John Henwood. John leads the customer success team at Product Board while co-leading Vancouver's customer success community of 1,500 practitioners. Before joining Product Board, John had more than 10 years' experience in account management and customer success, with nearly six years growing customer success at Hootsuite, where he ended leading the Enterprise Customer Success Group in North America. He'll be telling us more about it and his journey next. Join me and let's open that toolbox. For the ones who are less mature, they really need the playbook put in front of them. From our perspective, from a product management world, they want to understand, you know, where are their templates? Where are their examples? What, what content do you have that can really help shine the path of like where I need to go? They really need that path lit up with easy, very easy entry points. Hi, John. Welcome to CSM Toolbox. How are you today? Hey, Isabel. I am very well, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, all good over here in Dublin. So, yeah, and maybe just to get uh, things started, actually wondering about product board, and obviously we can tell our audience what problem is product board trying to solve? Yeah, absolutely. So product board is a system of record for product teams. And so traditionally, product teams have had you know, feedback from their customers, from the business that lives everywhere. There's no central voice of the customer. PMs are getting pinged all day from different parts of the business, asking about what's on the roadmap, where progress is being made. And there's really no easy way for product teams to be able to make decisions, determine the trade-offs, uh, what they should build, and time is really being spent on low-value activities. And so Product Board, really what uh, we help product teams with is help them collect feedback from across the business to better understand their users, better then make sense of that feedback and the data to make better decisions about what to build next, and then align the whole organization and create better visibility around what's on the roadmap. Yeah, and I'm thinking as well about that remote collaboration. Um, I think that one question that I, I was just wondering, and I have asked as well to other guests, just maybe trying to adapt to that remote um, environments that we all have been thrown into, basically. What opportunities have you been able to identify with your team and with your customers as well? Totally. Yeah, I mean... Digital first life has definitely mm-hmm. made some of the challenges we're already having even more prominent, right? And so mm-hmm. everyone has more meetings than they ever had before. And mm-hmm. so we're really leaning into as much asynchronous work as we possibly can, both internally and with customers. And so from a customer perspective, we're really thinking about how do we treat their time as respectfully as we possibly can and make sure that each call we have really counts. And so with that in mind, you know, is there work that we can provide the customer? Is there information we can provide ahead of time to make sure that when we get on the call, we're really using that time for like high value discussion, more consultative discussion rather than explain kind of the what. And so we're really thinking about ways in which we can make that time more uh, effective. And then internally, we're really thinking about A, do we have the right documentation where everyone can, and it's really important in a global workforce that we have you know, processes, workflows, systems, documented so everyone can go to a central and know what's expected of them, what the process is without having to, you know, ping a handful of people, jump on a call to, to get a, a download or something. And, you know, thankfully that's where product board comes in as well. And that's how we help product teams too, you know, and the whole organization you know, understand what's on the roadmap. So they don't have to send that 
ping or set up that call with the product manager about what's happening, when and why. So those are a few things that have really come in. And then I think it, the virtual world, particularly in customer success, has really highlighted the need for customer success operations, right? And when mm -hmm. we think about documentation, we think about access to data, operations really is the bedrock of that. And I think that's why you're seeing such an increased focus on it. Just a few years ago, maybe customer success was like the trend in terms of mm. new roles coming up, but now it's definitely CS ops. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think we just had that kind of accelerated <laughs> in the last two years for sure. And as well as a senior director of CS, what have you learned from your customers feedback so far? It's a great question. So a few things maybe from, from our own customers that probably applicable to, to other businesses too. Firstly, I say not all customers want the same things, right? Like we have different segments of customers that for us, you know, represent different sizes of businesses, each with different levels of maturity, use cases. And so we really have to think about what's the experience we're delivering to the customer based on where they are and not have a homogenous experience across the whole customer base. Because that's one just underlying theme that we see from our different customers. And then two, when we break that down, you know, for our smaller customers, they really need to be shown the way. For the ones who are less mature, they really need the playbook put in front of them. For our, from our perspective, from a product management world, they want to understand, you know, Where are the templates? Where are the examples? What, what content do you have that can really help shine the path of like where I need to go? They really need that path lit up with easy, very easy entry points. I think that's where the kind of product-led growth teaming up with customer success motion becomes really important. Uh, and we really have that kind of flywheel model. And so that's really shown up, particularly for our lower maturity SMB customers. And then for the larger customers, really what we learn is as we start to become more ubiquitous tool across their business, they really care about cross-functional collaboration in the product, right? How does this product sit within their entire workflow and ecosystem? And when we become more important central to their business, we're really thinking about that workflow governance and really think about where does this fit in amongst the other tools that I, and so we're really trying to think about the bigger picture with those customers. And that's where things like APIs from a technical lens and then from a customer success lens, kind of change management process mapping becomes really important too. And then lastly, what we've learned from the customers, I think is applicable to probably all SaaS businesses is to think about kind of value creation and demonstration is also customers have very short-term memories and they forget what life was like pre your service, pre your solution. And it's really incumbent on us to remind them of where they were before and where they are now. And there's a definitely a difference between getting value and knowing you're getting value. And so we have to help make sure the customer understands that they're, they're getting value. So those are a few things that we've kind of at a high level picked up that are probably applicable to other businesses too. And I think what you said there to start around that segmentation and even as well your comments around product-led growth. And actually now, if I can as well throw in this question, we will understand to have a customer mindset. So we will think, well, we have a customer-led growth environment, but what are your thoughts between that customer-led growth and product-led growth? Yeah, and I, I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive. I think it is, is right. Mm. Don't kind of sit in the, the camp of you can only have one or the <laughs> other. I think it depends on I think the two can work together. So, you know, I work very closely with our growth team who's really thinking about how does the product help create better activation, better acquisition, activation, and retention. And then things that the product find it less easy to do, how do we supplement that with like human acceleration or activation and retention perspective? 
the growth team actually lean on us for experimentation. There's things we can do from a human manual perspective much quicker than they can experiment with in the product. And so how do we team up to really get the best of both worlds? It's something we, we think a lot about. Just switching gears a bit here in terms of we get a lot of questions and I'm sure you you get this as well where, uh, where folks are trying to break into the customer success industry basically for your hires and not only a product board but obviously your vast experience building uh, teams and other organizations what skills and characteristics would you be looking for those hires? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the thing I would always say to someone who's breaking into customer success is the skills needed for customer success weren't born in customer success. And so how do you take the skills that you have, the experiences you have, and translate them to what, for example, if you're going for a CSM role, the most common role, what a CSM does. So that could be, you know, how you've helped manage a group of relationships or how you've helped handle objections or getting buy-in for an action, communicating a complex topic in a simple way. Or even, you know, managing a recurring revenue relationship. Like, how can you use words that will resonate with, you know, a hiring manager? You know, so if you're an account manager at a bank, let's say, you know, how can you talk about retention, for example, like customer retention or customer growth or spend in your language you use? And it really helps connect what you've been doing closer to what the job is. And so I think there's opportunities for people who are not in success to make, connect those dots for the hiring manager more easily. Beyond that, I would just say, you know, there's foundational skills of, you know, accountability. Are you someone who like owns the results that you'll be asked for? You talked about communication already. It's like so critical in customer success to be able to communicate a clear narrative, it, take the complex and make it simple uh, and really be able to create a story around that. And then, you know, you need to prioritize your time and have good problem solving skills. So there's all sorts of things that you know, I'm looking for as we think about customer success hires life experience that you can also transfer to a, a pressurized environment, even just as uh, uh, with customers that might be uh, unhappy customers. Like I think all of that you can draw from personal experience for sure. Totally. And, you know, there's other things like project management, you know, a big part is, you know, mm-hmm. how do we organize resources internally and at the customer side? You know, if you have experience with that or change management, I talked about technical skills or even domain ex- expertise, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you're going, you're thinking of applying for a job in a SaaS business for like a real estate firm. Maybe you know the real estate industry really well. That's super important that you know the customers. Maybe you don't have any of the customer success background, but you're like, hey, I know, I understand this world. I understand the customer. I'm going to communicate and empathize with them well. So there's, there's a whole mixture of things that you could bring to the table. And I think it's just about of connecting those dots for the hiring manager. Yeah, connecting the dots. I like that. And as well, from your perspective, what advice would you give someone that just got hired as a senior director of CSR startup? Ideally, what should their first 30, 60 and 90 days look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So it would definitely depend on kind of like, I would say the, the stage of, mm-hmm. of that startup. But, you know, if it's say, you know, a pre-series B startup, I'd say the company is probably still really trying to understand who the customer is, right? Like truly who their I- ideal customer profile is, what they care about, what experience they actually need to be successful. And that was definitely the experience I, I walked into at Product Board when I came. And so, you know, 
the way I thought about it and what I would recommend is, you know, it has to start listening to the customers. You can't do anything without understanding the customers. Mm. So I'd say make sure you have the right listening posts in place across the customer journey mm. so you really understand who that ICP is, what experience they need to be successful. And again, given my earlier comment that not all customers want the same thing, mm. I really want to understand what the different groups are and where are the variances in what they need to flourish to get the pie they need. And so for that kind of first 30, 60, 90 days, I would kind of think about that probably in kind of three phases. So one, first 30 days would be listen. Again, understand all those things we just uh, talked about, as well as understand the internal dynamics of the business, so all the cross-functional partners that across the business I'd be working with to get their insight to. The kind of second 30 days, I would be more of like a plan phase. So I'm taking all of that ingestion that I have and then thinking about putting together like a short and long-term roadmap. And then in my third 90 days, I'd be moving into kind of more of an execution phase. So starting to make changes to the um, processes, hiring, initiatives, so on and so forth. Yeah, and I think to your point as well, in terms of you need to look at at what stage that organization might be. So obviously that's how you will be able to plan and, as you said, execute as well. Totally. And well, before I let you go, John, something that I ask uh, all of my guests, what's in your toolbox other than product boards, mm. of course, what mobile or web app you just cannot live without? And it can be work and not work related. Oh, good one. So work, I mean, we have so many tools, as I'm sure everyone knows. <laughs> you know, we have mm. Slack for internal communication. Mm. We, for our customer success tooling, we use Vitaly. Mm. We have Gong, which for me as a, a leader is so awesome to better provide coaching to the team. We have big data heavy organizations. So we have, I have probably 30 dashboards and look uh, <laughs> all across all, you know, kind of the business in different ways. So those are things I use day to day at work. In my free time, I'm a big podcast listener, actually. So I have Pocket Cast, which is great. And I like to get out and exercise. So I say Class Pass is one that gives me an opportunity to try a few different things. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good. Um, well, uh, it was a pleasure, John, uh, to listen to your insights. And if people will want to reach out, especially from the CS community, I know we are always very eager to learn from leaders. How can they reach out to you? I'm most active on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Mm. Happy to catch up there. Uh, and yeah, happy to meet with anyone in the space who's looking for advice or just wants to soundboard ideas. Okay, sounds great. I'll link your profile if that's okay in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Thank you so much, John. And yeah, take care. Thanks, Isabel. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Esse podcast foi editado por Aerolitos, edição inteligente.